0: Hey friend, welcome to the Gnome Podcast. I'm Kristen Gray, and I am so glad that you're here. The goal of this podcast is to know Jesus and make Him known. There's no greater honor. So magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome to episode two of the Gnome Podcast. I'm so excited to get started today. But first, I want to say thank you. I have been so overwhelmed, encouraged, and humbled by the response I have received from this podcast. I can't even begin to tell you what all of your encouragement and support means to me. And God has just been so personal and just confirming to me time and time again that this is something that He would have me to do. So I just want to give Him all the glory and honor and praise because He is the only one worthy of it. And again, I just want to say thank you for coming along this journey with me of knowing Jesus and making him known. Together, I am so excited for everything to come. Thank you so much for your support and encouragement. So in thinking about and praying about this podcast today, the topic that kept ringing in my mind was that Jesus Christ is the Good Shepherd. And when I think about a shepherd, I think about a leader, a place of rest, a protector. That's just what pops in my head. Maybe it's similar to what you think about when you think of a good shepherd. But as people, why do we need a shepherd? Well, because we're sheep. Isaiah 53, 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. So this scripture right there tells us that we're sheep. And just like sheep, sometimes we're not very smart. We can be pretty headstrong, and all of us have gone astray. We've been tempted to try our own way, to do things in our own strength. But just like Proverbs 16, 9 says, A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. For me, I... I don't want to be directing my steps because I've tried that method. I've tried that way. And every time it seems like I end up in a thicket, I end up in a ditch, I end up lost. I've went astray because I've not let the Lord direct my steps. And as sheep, we need someone to lead us, to direct our steps. One of the most neat things about a shepherd is what he carries with him at all times A staff and a rod. And staffs and rods have two completely different functions. And it's so amazing how those functions are things that Jesus Christ does for us. So in looking and researching about this, I learned some things. The staff that a shepherd carries draws the sheep to the shepherd. It hooks sheep to inspect them. It guides sheep as they move because they tend to wander off. Sounds a lot like us, doesn't it? Now, a rod has a completely different function and purpose. A rod fights off wild animals and prods them during the day. So, these are things that a good shepherd does for his sheep. He carries the rod and the staff and performs the functions that they serve. And I want to dive in and talk about each one of these functions and how they apply to us. So, God draws us. The good shepherd draws his sheep. And the first way he draws us is salvation. The Holy Spirit draws us to Christ. And when we accept that free gift of salvation, we are added into the fold of sheep. We are now under the leadership of the shepherd. We've now been made part. And we're under his leadership, his direction, his guidance, his protection. But... What about after we've been added into the fold? What about after salvation? Does God continue to draw us? What does the drawing look like as a member of the fold? Well, James 4 8 tells us, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. When we draw near to God, he'll draw near to us. I love the fact that we can have as much of Jesus as we want. He doesn't restrict himself. There's no barrier in between us now because we have the free gift of salvation because of the cross of Christ. And so because of that, we can draw as near to him as we want to. I'm so thankful that we don't have to go to a priest to commune with God. We no longer have to make sacrifices to be in right relationship with him We can go to Him. We can boldly approach the throne of grace to obtain help in our time of need. We serve a God who is faithful to never leave or forsake us. We serve a God who we can draw near to. You know, there are times when I'm praying that I just imagine myself in God's lap, just spending that time with Him and drawing as close to Him as I possibly can. And I feel Him so close to me. I hope you feel that too when you draw close to him. And ways we can do that on a practical level our Bible reading, our prayer, communing with God throughout the day, serving him, and fellowshipping with other believers. Those are ways to draw near unto him. So God draws us, and then he also inspects us as a good shepherd. And when I think of the inspection, the number one thing that comes to mind is Holy Spirit conviction. There's times when we do things, say things, think things, and we automatically feel that conviction. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to say that. You're not supposed to think that. And I'm so thankful for that Holy Ghost conviction that tells me, Kristen, you're wrong. This is not what you ought to be doing. And you need to turn from that way and repent. And that's the second part of that inspection is the repentance. God is faithful. We know that he is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse from all unrighteousness. The only thing that you and I have to do is simply confess. And so I started reading up about a shepherd's wash day with his sheep. And some of it was a little bit hard to find because in the 1940s or 30s, They stopped washing their sheep. But before that time and in Bible times, for centuries past, sheep were washed every single year. And this was typically done around October. And this is something super cool that I found that when I read this, I was like, I cannot wait to share this. When sheep were about to be washed a little bit before, there was a salve that was made that was put on the sheep. This salve was warm and mixed together to form almost a greasy consistency, and the salver would sit with the sheep, and they would part its fur, or I guess the the wool, and they would put that salve on its skin. They would part that fleece along its body, and they would smear that salve along the exposed skin, and they did this all around the sheep. None of the sheep's skin was missed. And you know what the reason for this job was? First, it was to protect the sheep from scab, which was a highly contagious disease from a biting mite, which made sheep rub and bite themselves very badly. So the first reason for the salve was to protect the sheep from the scab. And then secondly, this salve formed a waterproof barrier to help the sheep through the worst of winter weather. When I read that, my mind was just blown and I immediately thought about the blood of Jesus. How we have been covered in his blood every single part of us. Just like that sheep been covered with the salve, every single part of us has been covered in the blood of Jesus. That blood protects us. Nothing can get through that blood, y'all. Just like that salve performs a waterproof barrier that nothing can penetrate, the blood of Jesus has made us unpenetrable. We are now covered in the grace of Jesus that nothing can change, that nothing can break, that nothing can come through. We have a protector, a guider, a leader that no one can change. We cannot be plucked out of the Father's hand. That blood is our barrier. Just like for that sheep, that salve protects it. You know, in the Bible, when we see these types for Christ, it always blows my mind about how literally it applies to us. We've talked about when the sheep have gotten washed. What about when the sheep get sheared? I think about there's a washing season and there's a shearing season. God is so faithful to cleanse us and wash us all from this sin that so easily entangles us, but also He shears us. We go through seasons of pruning sometimes where it seems like we're getting rid of everything in our lives because it may have been a season where we have gone astray and filled our lives with things that are not pleasing and acceptable to Christ. Well, He's faithful to shear, to just take it all off and start over And when shepherds sheared their sheep, the most important thing about that was that it made the sheep able to see, that wool was out of their eyes, it kept them from overheating, and it improved their quality of life. So in those shearing seasons, God has to wipe our eyes to take those blinders off so that we can see clearly, keeps us from overheating, overreacting, having overwhelming emotions, and improves our quality of life because we're getting rid of those things that are not pleasing and acceptable to Him. And coming back to a place where I say, God, I'm resurrendering myself to you. I'm taking these things out of my life because I want our relationship to be unhindered. I'm thankful for the inspection of the Holy Spirit. That He convicts us and then He is faithful to forgive and cleanse and cheer. He's a good shepherd. After the inspecting, I think about the guiding. You know, y'all, I've heard all my life that sheep are dumb creatures. And one of the aspects of them being so dumb is that they don't know directions. And if I'm being honest with y'all, I've lived in the same town my entire life. And there are times I still have to use my GPS because I'm just not good with directions. I'll never forget my first job. I had to go run an errand. And when I went to go run that errand, I was a little bit confused on where I needed to go and where I needed to be. I had even used my GPS, but at this point in time, I was still not familiar with the area I was in. Even though I'd lived there my whole life, don't fuss at me for that. I'm just not good with directions, okay? And I pulled into this driveway that almost had like a curb on the right side of it. And when you immediately pulled in, there was a fence where you could open the door and go in. So on one side, I had like a sidewalk. And then immediately in front of me, I had this door. And I was stuck. I was like, okay, I can't turn around and. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know how to get out. I don't even know how I have gotten myself in this situation. And I was pretty young at the time and I called my mom. I was freaking out. I was like, I'm stuck in this driveway. I can't turn around. I can't get out. And if I try, there's going to be people watching me. I'm probably going to curb my tires and I don't know what to do. I was just freaking out, y'all. It was just a moment. And I just... I needed somebody to help lead me because I didn't know where I was going. And my mom was able to tell me, okay, just back up. Quit freaking out. You're going to be okay. Just back up out of the driveway. And this is the direction you need to go in. And I was so thankful that my mom was able to calm me down. She was able to give me directions and show me the way. Y'all, Jesus Christ guides us. He knows the way. He'll show you. You just have to ask Him. You don't have to freak out because He already knows where you need to go. You can trust His plan and His purposes because He is a good shepherd who is going to guide you and lead you to exactly where He wants you to go. He's faithful to do that. You just have to ask Him to do it for you. He's just waiting. So, not only do sheep not know directions, sometimes sheep need to be strayed away from danger. There is no telling y'all the things that God has steered us away from, things seen, things unseen. A good shepherd steers his sheep away from danger, and God does that. I remember in high school, it was my it was my junior year, I believe. I was on the way, and I had a Gaither Vocal Band CD in, and I was just praising the Lord, having a great time, and when I was getting ready to pull into the high school drive, the sun was so bright, it had blinded me. Like, I could not see at all, and at that moment, I went to go pull in, and I ran straight into a truck that was going probably 45-50 miles per hour, and It is by the grace of God and grace of God alone that my car didn't flip and that myself and that gentleman walked away with just a couple scratches and bruises. And y'all, my windshield didn't even crack. That is nothing but the grace of God. But one of the things that stuck out to me from that event is I told you I was listening to a Gaither Vocal Band CD. I remember as soon as I hit that truck, my radio station completely changed, and it was this screaming, demonic music, and it freaked me out, and I remember after I got out of the car, I mean, I was hysterical for probably two hours, just sobbing, crying, and I remember the lady that was out there, she said, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay, And I had a shirt on that had a cross on it and said something about being saved by grace. And the only thing I could do was point to my shirt and I could only say it was him. He's the only reason I'm okay. It was him. And y'all, I have so much confidence within me that that was a spiritual attack. Not only just because my radio station changed to something demonic, But because that year of high school, I was able to plan a youth crusade and see about 30 plus classmates of mine come to know Christ and one of my friends surrender to the call to preach. And I know that Satan did not want that to happen and he wanted to go to any length that he could to stop that. God protects us from danger, seen and unseen. And I can tell you that morning, that was a danger that was unseen to me. So a shepherd guides, he shows us the way, he steers us from danger, and also he makes us to lie down, he gives us rest in green pastures, he gives us good things, he leads us beside still waters, he comforts us, he cares for us, and he leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Anything good that we experience, it's to give him glory and honor for his name sake not only does he guide us but he protects us one of my favorite stories in the bible has become just the entire story of david god has had me studying him for the past few months and i have gleaned so much from his story but in 1 samuel 1736 we learn that david killed a lion and the bear to protect his sheep this was the time he was a shepherd And he was doing everything he could to protect his sheep. Just like I was talking about a few moments ago, God protects us from snares, seen and unseen. These sheep didn't see this lion and this bear coming, but they had a shepherd that was willing to go to any length that he could to protect them. And David did. He killed that lion, he killed that bear. God protects us from lions and bears, seen and unseen. We don't always see them coming to destroy us, but aren't you thankful that you have a God working behind the scenes to protect us, to lead us and guide us, to make sure that those things don't get to us? I remember when I had my car wreck, there was a while I was honestly scared to drive again. I mean, it was just a very traumatic experience for me. I totaled that car. It was by the grace of God alone that I was okay. And for a while, I was scared to get back behind the wheel. But God reminded me that He protects my going in and my coming out. He's with me when I'm in the car behind the wheel. He's protecting me from things seen and unseen. The wrecks that I could see that happen, which is almost daily because people are crazy drivers, He protects me from. And things that are unseen, He protects me from. And God has been so faithful to remind me of that promise. And I'm thankful that he is a protector. He's a good shepherd. I'm thankful that he protects, he guides, he leads, and he draws. He's a faithful God. We talked in the beginning about how Isaiah 53, 6 says, all we like sheep have gone astray. And we had a good shepherd that came for us, that he was oppressed, he was afflicted, Yet he opened not his mouth, and was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shearers is dumb, so he not opened his mouth. Not only this, he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid it as we were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. He bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. We had a shepherd that was willing to come as a lamb, that was willing to be our sacrifice, that died the death that you and I deserved so that he could live a life that we never could, so that we could have an eternity that we couldn't buy for ourselves. He died so that we might live. He went to the slaughter on our behalf. The shepherd came in the form of a lamb. How amazing is that, y'all, that God humbled himself so much that he came down to our level, wrapped himself up in flesh, and did what we couldn't do to give us grace. Jesus himself, the good shepherd, is grace. The best shepherd of all took on the form of a lamb to be our perfect sacrifice. Taking the form of a shepherd, we learn that not only is God our protector, our guider, our inspector, our drawer, but he's our perfect sacrifice, gentle and lowly in heart. And as a lamb, we learn that he is our perfect sacrifice, who is acquainted with all of our griefs and our troubles. Is this the shepherd that's leading you? Who are you letting lead you? Are you a sheep without a shepherd? Answer to that question is yes. I've got some really good news for you. Matthew nine thirty six says, "But when he saw the multitudes speaking of Jesus, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad, as sheep having no shepherd." Y'all, he came to save the sheep without a shepherd. I was once a sheep without a shepherd, and he saved me, and it was the best decision I had ever made in my life, and you can make that decision too. The only thing that it takes is admitting to God that you're a sinner and asking Him of His forgiveness, believing that Jesus is God's one and only Son who died on a cross for you to save you of your sins and rose again on the third day and confessing Him as your Lord and Savior. So today, if you say, Kristen, I'm a sheep without a shepherd, this is the only thing you have to do is say, God, I know I'm a sinner And I ask you of your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus is your son who died on the cross for me to save me of my sins. And rose again on the third day. And I confess him as the Lord and Savior of my life. I want you to be my shepherd. That's all it takes. There's this song out right now that has been on repeat in my mind and on my playlist. And originally it was recorded by the Primitive Quartet. But now Becky Isaacs Bowman has re-recorded it. And this is my favorite part from that song. It says, Kind gentle hand has shown me the way, Protecting and leading from day unto day. Without his direction, oh, where would I be? The good shepherd leads me through snares I can't see. That's my testimony. And if you're a Christian, I know it is yours too. And if you just accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's now your testimony too. He's a good shepherd. Call on him today. It will be the best decision that you will ever make. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to episode two of the Known podcast. I hope you've enjoyed hearing a little bit about the Good Shepherd and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Knowing Jesus and Making Him Known. You can follow me on social media on Instagram at Kristen Gray underscore known and on Facebook at Kristen Gray.